I'll come back. 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 Prince to like, there's a there's a song by the Who called Boris the Spider, and I'm oh, like, ah, fantastic. what if I took that and I changed it to Doris? That's fantastic. Why? Ah, hello. Yeah, meet this shit. Or else All right. Every dude, but do what you gotta do, and yes, we start. Yes, everyone feel prepared? Yep. Your your asshole's not gonna like you later. And milk, remember push it talk so people can hear this. Do they really need to hear about my anal fetishes? Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> is this is this what we're doing for an intro? I love the, I love this. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is just our this is just our verbal. Make sure that everyone's online first. Um, <laughs> All right, five, four, three, two. Hello and welcome to the Barcast, so the bar gets lower every week. No, stop! Don't do that. Oh my god, that is amazing! Holy shit! Epic echo back there. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. What was that? What was that, Priest? I don't think anyone could hear you with all of our yapping. You need to do that with me. You need to do that with me. Saving our non-pencil. Hello. (laughs) Anal milk. <laughs> that's it. You just gotta laugh. That's all you've got. <laughs> Who's fucking muted? God damn it! Me muted. I didn't hear anything. You, you yeah. were talking. Priests are cutting out. Oh my, this is a disastrous start, yeah. Mike. Yeah. It my is. God. It is. Anytime, priest. Anytime someone talks over you, you cut out. <laughs> well, that's fucking stupid. All right, want me, to, want me to finish reading while you fix your shit, my dude? I don't know what there is to fix. I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Or we can start over. <laughs> Let's start over. We've never, we've never done it before. Let's do it. This is, this is cursed. This is a bad <laughs> omen. This is so cursed. I'm ready. Let's start over. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your <laughs> bartenders for today are a non-pencil. Everything is cursed. Butt milk. <laughs> <He's so laughs> <good. laughs> and so on the butt. Where, where's the udders? Flaminorfer. Yes, 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 yes. Rav Skellington. My neighbors are playing with their guns. And my name's Flutter Priest. This week, we have one of the kings of cute themselves. We have Norris the Pony, Norris the Spider. Hi, thanks for having me. It's wonderful to have you, my dude. Thank you very much. That said, for those who have never tuned in before, hello and welcome. We're a community-oriented podcast where you politely request the guests uh, we politely ask them on. You ask them questions, and we torture them for two hours. You can catch up on previous episodes of the show, such as John Delancey, uh, fucking Bill Newton, Dusty Cat, and many more 
celebrities from our My Little Pony fandom on places like Spotify, YouTube, and Google Play, and iTunes. Um, we're streaming live on Twitch right now, which means that the lovely Anon Pencil is going to be watching the chat. Pencil, what are examples of questions we don't ask our guest? Uh, well, our guest is actually pretty chill for this cast. Uh, Norris has said they're okay with swearing, they're okay with gross. Other other guy, I know that you're going to ask the question, and I'm ready for you to ask the question. And uh, just don't ask about politics. Don't ask about religion. We're especially not talking about politics this week. You can't make us fuck off. <laughs> and uh, don't ask them about their social security number or anything too creepy. If, if I see you doing that, I will ban you. On the upside, you get to play along with us at home as we go through our drinking game. Isn't that right, Priest? That is totally right. If you ever hear the word, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> oh, damn it, please, don't do that. It's fucking up your mic. During the podcast, please take a nice, healthy, responsible drink. Now, without further ado, we've got questions for you, Norris. Questions that need answers. Oh, okay, question. I'll do my best. Let's start out real basic. Who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Um, I'm Norris. I'm a writer. Mostly. That's mostly what I do. Oh, boy. Uh, how did you get into the MLP fandom? Um, honestly, pretty basic. Like, a friend in high school more or less hooked me up. I think the first episode I watched was It's About Time. And he was, like, he literally just told me, yo, watch this animated shit. And so I did, and it was surprisingly good. And so I watched all of season one and two and really enjoyed it and have more or less just been in the fandom since. That was ten years ago, so. I like it. <laughs> uh, as for writing itself and as for, like, starting to write fanfic, that happened a bit later. Like, I was in the fandom for a few years before I actually started writing fanfiction. Mm -hmm. uh, and that just more or less came as a result of having a bunch of ideas for stories and not seeing anybody else write them. So it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. Fuck it. We'll do it live and all that. <laughs> Basically that. Live, 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 live. No. <laughs> so without further ado, let's let's get a little more like in-depth. What keeps you here in this fandom? What is your favorite part? Is it the community, the fan fiction? The conventions, the music, arts, there's so many facets of this fandom. What keeps you here? Yeah, there are. Uh, like, like, the fandom as a whole is, like, obviously it's huge, but it's also, like, it's surprisingly very... It, it, there's a lot of things in the fandom that are, like, divorced from being fan content. It's actually just really good content. Like, a lot of the pony music is actually just... Like, like, if you would have never have told me it's pony music, I would still, like, say, oh, yeah, this is really, really good. Or same thing with art. Like, there's some straight-up Renaissance-tier fucking horse artists. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's... I, I can't really think of any other fandom that has had such a, like, ridiculous amount of quality content. And I, I don't think I would have stayed in the fandom if it weren't for the fact that that exists. Uh, as for the, the show itself is very, like, the, the show is very optimistic and happy and just, it's, it's a very feel-good show and world is a fuck right now. So it's kind of nice to have some, 
some show that is, you know, difficult problems have reasonable answers or kindness and compassion is, you know, the main thing to strive for. I don't know. The, the show is very uncynical and uh, so much media right now is super cynical. So that's kind of why Pony is a standout and why it has stuck with me, I guess. Right. At very least, it's it's nice and easy and it's able to be. It, exactly. It's, it's, cal- it's a calming feature yeah. of your life. Like, um, like the, there's, there's been days where I'll like have a really shitty day at work. So I'll go home and I'll just like watch an episode of MLP. And it's like, yeah, that, that I, I feel much less stressed out after having done that. I think that's a sign of something that's, you know, good. Yeah. Um, now, the next question is a little more philosophical. It's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge you. Um, oh, we're, we're in a spot right now where the show, as we know it, as created this lightning in a bottle fandom is over. Uh, you know, Gen 4 is over. Gen 5 is in weird. I'm, I, I almost want to say production hell, but it's being it's, made. It's in limbo. It's weird. I guess it was probably something was happening with it. Then the pandemic happened. And... Right. And then we've got Pony Life, which we aren't going to talk about because. <laughs> uh, we don't um... talk about that. No, I, 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 let's not. Let's not talk about. Let's not talk about the bean mouth. Pow Art's head bitch things that those are. <laughs> no, that that okay. I I you know what you know what it's time for. Hey hey Norris, what happens when you go and you sit on a toilet? What comes out? Uh, defecation, also known as shit. Yes, okay. Great <laughs> for me. Thank you. Pencil Anyway, the point is the point is where do we as a community go from here to stay relevant? How do we? keep ourselves a legitimate fandom, much like Trekkies or Star Wars fans. Um, I mean, for a while on the internet, it was like you couldn't go anywhere without seeing pony stuff. How do we stay relevant in life? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, first of all, the show has run for like nine seasons, which is more than... That's more than a lot of shows, period, can say, let alone like animated kids' shows. So we do, even if the show is over, we still have a lot of content to fall back on. And the, like, fan fiction itself can kind of exist for a long time because the show is very ambiguous in its scope, in its world. And, like, there's a lot of things that the show hints at, but it never actually really explains in detail. And that lends itself very well to fan works and... And the actual showrunners and the people who are in charge of the show have been very good about kind of putting in hints for the fans to, you know, go crazy with, but not actually giving them... De- they they set up fanfic fuel for us. And right. so I, I think that'll keep us going for for some time, anyways. The actual answer to staying relevant was cryostasis. We all, we all huddle in masses, and then we liquid freeze ourselves. I mean, so that... That that wouldn't make you relevant, though, because you would end up in the future and you would be some relic of the past. And you wouldn't be relevant at all. <laughs> yes, the horses could evolve into Mr. Ed. Oh, that is true. Maybe the secret is just to cryosleep ourselves until horses have, have overtaken us. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's my answer for stay relevant is, I don't know, the this, this, this show basically set us up so that we can stay relevant totally fair 
totally fair. Um, then last but not least, the, the hardest question before we just throw you to the wolves. Um, who is best pony? Celestia. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, not even stutter on that one. <laughs> so you're saying Celestia is bestia. Now, we have somebody in the chat who is really kind of talking up your brilliance. I've fucking been looking at this. Yeah. And, and I've had this. Has this ever happened to you guys before? Where somebody yep. just, uh... No, we've, we've had this before. And uh, looking at this person, I think they just want you to talk about how great Celestia is for a hot minute. Can you do it? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can talk about Celestia. Um... Yeah, I, I gotta pay attention to the chat because I've been ignoring it entirely. <laughs> Don't worry. If they, have, if they have questions, we will actually ask them to you. Do not I, I've like literally been ignoring. I've had it in my other monitor, but I've, I haven't really paid attention to it. Um, no, Celestia is. Uh, so when when the show was kind of in its highest point of popularity, like I'm talking season one to three. Excuse me. Um, she was kind of the one mystery of the show that didn't really get touched on. We didn't really know where she came from or there was so much about her that like differentiates her from the rest of the cast, but also they put in little hints. Like she's very, very down to earth despite that. And they put in so many little hints that make her an interesting character to explore through, whether it's comedy or drama or what have you. I've always been kind of drawn to characters who are just like, genuinely nice and likable and kind of have that motherly vibe going to them. Uh, that's it's, it. He's attracted to mommy. That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I know quite, I know, I know that several of the people in this podcast and in this viewership have a mommy thing and have written mommy related stories before. So I have no what? idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not like you or Rav have ever written mom related stories. It's nothing, right? No, not at all. <laughs> all right yeah. then you're in good let's... company you're in good company yeah you're totally good. The fifth. <laughs> let's hop on out to the thread and this one this week we're starting off with the one the only short skirts and explosions themselves the master yes. of all the queen of princesses that didn't come out the way i hoped <laughs> <laughs> uh his for his question is what doth life? That's a pretty big question to ask some guy who writes My Little Pony fanfic with his free time. <laughs> I don't think I have a concise answer for what doth life. Uh, I feel like life itself is generally meaningless. And there's no real, real reason or rhyme or anything. It's just some chaotic accident. So, accident. That life, life is a sexually transmitted terminal disease. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're you're calling us the universe, the cosmos's bastards. That's is exactly what we are. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for the watch and on pencil. Hey, anytime, my dude. Everyone, go follow Norris the. Oh pony. yeah, can we can we mobilize again? I, we haven't yes. mobilized in a long time. Okay, time. Oh, oh, hold up, let me let me do this. Shit. Excalibur already shared in the chat his user. We'll do it I again. Saw he's well, this again. We haven't mobilized in a while. If you guys aren't following, please follow our guest here. She says posting two or four or five or seven or ten times. Go <laughs> follow and give love. <laughs> 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 It, what if you follow him? He will lead you to Mommy Celestia. 
Yes. yes. Well, I, I will try. Yes. Let's see if we can get you a few. Uh, motherly. Yeah. Let's see if we can give you a few follows. And that's that's all. Okay. Um. We've we've mobilized. I think. Good job, team. What well, what's next, Priesty Pie? Speaking of trying, um, the other other guy is here to try your senses and your brain. Um, we have a picture that we've shared here in the chat. His question is, how does this make you feel? Uh, let, me, let me pull up the picture again because I had it in the other thread. I gotta gotta get a good old look at it before I can. Uh, this picture makes me feel. Confused, a little scared, definitely unsettled. Yeah, I, I don't like this picture. To be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this picture. I think I it's Gallus if he was Plastic Man. It's okay. I like his like hammer hand there. It's yeah. This is not a good picture. I I rate this picture a four out of ten. I'm sorry, it's a bad picture. <laughs> All right, four, four out of ten would not bore. <laughs> he has another question straight from the chat who asks you, how deep can you reach the dipping sauce with your dick? Uh, I, what the fuck? How, how, so, so the question is, like, how much bottle would your dick have to go through in order to reach the dipping sauce? Oh, fuck. It's, it's a roundabout way of saying your dick, how big? Oh, shit. It's like, like average size. How, how many baby bottle pops can it go through? What? Why uh, baby bottle pops? I don't know. It's Enigma. I've got to look up what the fuck a baby bottle pop is. Oh, no, God! No, no. Please, no! Oh, shit! <laughs> what the fuck is this? You take... It's, so it's got a baby bottle-shaped nipple at the top, and you take it, you turn it upside down into the bottle with the sour powder, and you hold it there, and you shake it, and then you turn it, you screw it back on, and you lick the sour powder off of the lollipop nipple. That is literally how it works. This and is terrible. And without not- any sense of scale, I'm going to say at least four or five of these. You have a, <laughs> you have a name machine, and I am proud of you for putting it that way. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, my lord. Okay. <laughs> I-Star is up next. Oh, no. Numero uno. What are your favorite non-pony books? Um, oh fuck, I hate this question. I like, I like blank out on this question. Every time someone asks, because I read a lot of books, and then someone asks me, what are your favorite books? And I forget every single one I've ever written. Or it's read, like asking somebody their favorite. You cut out there, but yes, it's exactly like <laughs> asking someone their favorite blank. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft, so like Mountains hey. of Madness. Mountains of Madness was a big one. For like, like in terms of inspiring me to like write horror and stuff like that, it's very influential to me, I guess. But the thing about H.P. Lovecraft is he is a great world builder, and like his monsters and his lore, that is all really, really interesting. But as a writer, he's not that good. Like, like his writing is really bland and forgettable, and it's at the time it wasn't so much. But I kind of agree with you. It's kind of bad. <laughs> so, so I'm instead gonna chill. Uh, the book The Willows by Algernon Blackwood, which Ooh. is like a Lovecraft book, but if it wasn't written like shit. <laughs> you it's are the like, like the one. same genre of horror, but it's just the prose in it is way better. You are so the that, that is very high up there for me. Uh, I read a lot I mean, of Stephen Lovecraft King. Lovecraft did, did get a good pet name. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> no, we're not talking about how flamingly racist that man is. 
But Norris, how bay is Yogg's a thog? Uh, that is a very confusing question. I don't have an answer to that one. Uh, I mean, I on the waifu scale, from like one to ten. Oh fuck! Fucking nine for sure. Ah, wow. So I will say you're the second person to recommend that book to me. So I okay. think I will have to read it now. It's very short. It's like, like I think the copy I have is like like 110 pages. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, it's, it's more a novella, that, which, which, to be fair, that's true of Lovecraft as well. Yes. Like, like at the Mountains of Madness, which I really, really like, is only about, like, 90 pages. Yes. So, like, I, I think that format works for those stories a lot better, because, like, so much of those stories are built on, like, what you don't see. So if it were some long novel, it kind of would defeat that purpose. Would you do me a favor and type the the full name and author it of it into the chat so that way I can look it up later? It's I, I, that's how you know I actually care because I I never ask that question to the guest. But it's yeah, literally the most. No, the the niche one. Okay, I don't have a uh, Twitch account, so I'm gonna put it in the podcast chat. Yeah, that's yeah, fine yeah. yeah. Right we'll, we'll post it for our viewers as well. I'll, I'll... It's literally like the coolest looking name I've ever seen, like Algernon Blackwood. That sounds like a fucking Mercedes Lackey character. Yeah, but, but no, it, it sounds like a poor name for one of those Renaissance <laughs> paintings you see. <laughs> but like an old timey porn name. An old-timey <laughs> porn name. <laughs> he, also, he or she also did one called uh, The Wendigo. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Very cool. What inspires you to write is the next question. Oh, fuck. Um, I kind of answered this earlier, but mostly it's just... It's a very, very anticlimactic answer, I suppose, but mainly just because I have ideas for stories that I want to tell, and I would feel like, bad if I didn't put them down. And I have a lot of ideas and only a set amount of free time with which to explore those ideas. So I really do have to whittle down my favorites. Uh, what was I talking about? Um, yeah, no, feeling more, bad. Feeling bad, yeah. That's, <laughs> I do that a lot, too. But no, it's... Writing as a task is, like... Like, as, as a hobby, it's a very shitty hobby. It's... If anyone's, like, an aspiring writer and they're listening to this, they're not going to want to write, because writing itself is, it's, like, a hobby, but it's also work, and you've got to sit down and worry about whether or not what you're doing is good. Uh, but the end result is very, very rewarding. To, like, have created a chapter that is however long, and, like, you feel very, very proud of it, and you think you've accomplished what you meant set out to accomplish, and you're telling a story that you don't think has been told in the way that you're telling it, or as good as you're telling it, that feeling is a very, very good feeling. And then so, someone comments on it saying it's shit. And then someone comments on it and said, uh, not that good. Or or just a like a one-word comment that it like cool. like would so, my favorite FinFit comment is someone who just says, hmm, with a period. <laughs> and that's yes! it. Oh, and it's like, I what hate the fuck? Them. What do you even want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Why even comment if you have nothing to say? <laughs> oh man, it's awful. But, but yeah, that, that, like like actual comments and reception is. I I think that's got to be like a secondary thing to you if you want to like, like, if if writing is a hobby of yours 
and you want to pursue it as a hobby, then it's you need to kind of disregard the idea that you're going to get instant praise for it because you're not. You need to basically be doing it for yourself. Otherwise, it is not immediately rewarding, and you're just going to bounce right off of it. A positive comment is like visual crack shooting up into my eyeball. Oh, it's it's the best thing. You know what's even better than that is when someone like analyzes the themes of your story. When they when they like like start digging into character motivations, I'm like, oh yes, yes, keep doing this. Yes, it, it, it is great, but it's getting weird when they start analyzing the theme of your clop story. No, no, it's, um, it's yeah, it's unless you put a theme in there. But if there's I mean, no theme to begin with, and someone starts interpreting it, then yeah, I could see that being pretty weird. Hi, I put themes in my clop, and I make everyone feel sad and horny at the same time. It's great. Good, sad horny is the horny. best. I, I, I think the like, only clop fix I've ever read are like ones that are like deep and dramatic. It's it's like drama with a bit of clop in there, but it's mostly just like sad stories, and my, introspective. My stories, <laughs> my, my story basically. Um, Blam had the best <laughs> term for that. He called them tear jerkers, and I've never gotten over it. <laughs> I've never gotten over how absolutely brutal. That, that is fucking hilarious, right? I've had comments like that. They're like, I came for the porn man. I stayed for the story man. The shit's deep. And I'm like, yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> this so, guy's my proudest fap. Norris single-handedly rid the world of negative vibes and bad cl- I'll do my best, man. I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, next question is, what is an acceptable vegan supplement for children in one's diet? That's a weird question. Ch- children what? Children no, 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 legs, no. children loins. Oh. Look, oh, no, different yeah. different parts of an animal, child, whatever, are gonna have different tastes. So you, no, you just, need to be more you need to be more specific with me if you're asking me for a vegan substitute because the answer, human the, children, human children. The answer is to feed them other children. But like, see, if you if you take the meat from the child's leg, it's gonna taste different from the child's fucking chest area. It, it's that's a dumb question. Move on what, to the what next if it's one. A vegan child. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it means. Grass I feel like children. vegan childs are just going to taste worse. Do you guys not? Do you guys not? Yeah. Something, oh something, soy boy, we're moving on. <laughs> Can we be friends is the next question. Uh, just as long as I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, what, do, you, do you usually do things? Yeah, no, fr- friendship is very, very easy. So yeah, sure. Parasocial friendship. <laughs> What are two organs that you'd be willing to part with to a hypothetical organ, organ harvester? And yes, they have to be yours. Damn. Am, am I alive when I when I part with the organs? I mean, yes. you you could be yes. drugged and well, in ice. But, but but like, do I have to go through life having lost yes. those two organs, or is this like a hypothetical? I died in a car crash. Because no. if I died in a car crash, then fucking take it all. It's a buffet. Come no, one, come are, all. You must live with the results. Okay, I remember, then. Like, I remember. Skin is an organ. Okay, I would just go like like or like appendix and kidney. You can live with without both of those. You know, I don't know if appendix counts yes. as a organ, it does. but it absolutely does. Does an ear count? Because you can offer an ear. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, don't think uh, I, w- I I I listen to a lot of music, so giving up an ear would be like somewhat tragic. Like, have you ever listened to Beatles with one earphone? It fucking sucks. Aww. I mean, if you get paid for the organs and you donate an ear, do you get paid in arrears? 
That's terrible. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm going to drink to that one. Shit. Yay! Speaking of shit, what do you think the worst thing to put in cereal is? Uh, milk that comes from a cow's tit. Fucking gross. As, as opposed to milk from what part of the other part of the cow? Just like milk that came from a animal. That's weird. Imagine eating animal milk. Yuck. Yeah, I, I still wonder sometimes, like, who was the first human in history to look at that cow in the distance and says, I'm going to suck its tit. I just imagine he tried the milk and he's like, fuck, this is really, really good. And then he has to go to his fucking tribe or whatever the fuck and try to convince them to try milk from a cow's tit. You know, like, guys, I want you to touch try the cow. Water. Do it now. You know, it was probably a child. You know, it was probably a kid who looked at another, who looked at a baby cow and was like, hey, I'm hungry. Mommy won't feed me. And that baby cow is eating out of that big cow like I eat out of mommy. Time to go drink some fucking cow milk. That's then, very possible. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how it went down. And then walks up to cow. Mommy, give me milkies. No, 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 no. Mommy, milkies. No, stop. There's an intrinsic the, instinct the in the human face. And then the no. cat was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. My sorry, comments Norris. suck. Yeah, I'm suck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Norris. <laughs> Please give I'm just reading the chat right now. We're, we're all just suck. talking about sucking titties. Sucking titties is not a bad thing to be talking about, okay? Like, it's an interesting day in the world, and we're talking about sucking titties. What could be worse? <laughs> we're going to move on. <laughs> Do you have any horse author inspirations? Oh, fuck. Um, definitely, yeah. I mean, like, back when I first started reading, like, I, I read fanfic for a while before I actually started writing it. Um, and, like, one of the writer, readers, one of the writers I remember reading a lot of was Obsolescence. Obsolescence? Obsolescence. Uh, obsolescence, that's right. Uh, like, I always admired how that dude would just, like, jump between genres with every story. Like, like he was very prolific. He would, like, turn out a comedy story that was really, really funny. And then a week later, he would turn out this, like, sad drama that made me cry. And he would, like, just... He was like the Beatles of horse fic. And the... that was very inspirational to me. It was what like, What are you well, talking about? He wasn't overrated bullshit. Shut the fuck up. Hold the fucking phone. There's there's hot takes, and then there's just fucking garbage takes. I'm sorry. Like, I know you invited me into your podcast, but fuck you. We, we put him we put him in timeout. It's okay. Wow, we put him, we put him in timeout. Have you learned your lesson, that. young man? I believe this, so. This is so weird. This is the first time I've seen someone else knocked in there. <laughs> oh, um, Another I one. Know. I read a lot of Admiral Biscuit is another one who's just like like all of his stuff is very like like low stakes. It's it's like literally all slice of life and it's all very very simple. But I've always liked how he handles it. It's it's like he makes the most mundane things sound interesting by exploring like elaborate detailed world building. And it's yeah like, like there's something always interesting happening in these stories where nothing interesting is happening. And I've I've always kind of. I've tried to do that with my own writing to minimal success of just, like, implementing world building that's happening very subtly through dialogue. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely don't do it nearly as well as he does, but... Um, so, yeah, there's two of them. Just write a story where Mommy Celestia has to do her own laundry once. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Another one, another like a newer writer is what the fuck is this person's name? Uh, Apple Zombie. This person is writing a fic called Rekindled Embers, and I'm just gonna shill this person's fic because it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this dude's fic is like he's literally always putting out really like he's pumping out chapters at like a ridiculous rate. They're all excellent, and the world building in the story is phenomenal. So I, I've this person kind of re-inspired me to start writing myself again. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show their story because I, I took a long hiatus from Horsevic, started reading their stuff, and it's like, yeah, this is I should be back to doing this. Yeah, yeah. welcome back. It's good to have you back. Thank you. The and next you know question is, oh, yeah. Oh no, please go ahead. And you know, and Norris, you know what you're not. What am I not? You're not shit. Thank you. That's a dream. I try my best to not be shit. Yes, me, me, me too. Speaking Actually, of being shit, <laughs> what flavor do teeth have? Uh, fucking. Um, it's an untamed. Well, teeth question. are what? What are teeth? <laughs> teeth are made out of like enamel, right? They're, they're, just... Well, they're made out of calcium. Yeah, so like, what does fucking calcium taste like? What the fuck does calcium taste like? Milk. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. That's correct. <laughs> guys, it genuinely tastes like chalk. Calcium all... has a. Also, calcium um, tastes calcium-y, Tordoff said. There isn't a better word for it. Also, okay. also hello, my name is Zanonfensel, and I've definitely had ground-up teeth before. That's fucking rad. What the fuck <laughs> have you not put in your body? The, um, the, the... I was going to say, we were, we were talking earlier, and he was saying, like, meat from one part of the body is different from another part of the body. And went, actually, that's finally something I can't confirm. I don't actually know that. So... Uh, oh, um, something I have never eaten. Let, get, let me give you some new questions. I will figure out what I haven't tried. Okay. Next question is, where is the least satisfying place to cry? Uh, probably at, like, a funeral, because everyone is crying. Nothing really special about you. You're just doing what everyone else is doing. You're a fucking poser. You're a conformist. Really? Cry somewhere so would, memorable. I would think a public restroom would be the least satisfying place to cry. Uh, See, that sounds like a very satisfying place to cry. Yeah, yeah like that's the because right. that's the most depressing place you could possibly be. Oh, there, yeah. there is no more depressing place than a public washroom. So if you're crying there, it just accentuates your sadness. I don't know. There... What if you're looking at the gorilla enclosure and you start crying because you're thinking about Harambe? Oh, that's true. That'd be pretty unsatisfying. As a female person who has cried in many a public restroom, it's actually nice because occasionally some random drunk girl will notice you and be like, trying to take care of you because that's what we do to each other. Yeah, see, like that, that sounds touching, honestly. It sounds like a, like a nice moment of stranger human so, bonding. Well, I who hurt have... you? What is he wearing? I'll spill a drink on him. <laughs> I, I did have a woman once tell me in the restroom when I was sad. She just goes... I swear to God, she just goes, "Oh, I just, you shouldn't feel bad." And I, even if yes, you're not, you no, should. no, no, even if you're not pretty, there's no reason to feel bad. <laughs> exact words. Even if you're not pretty, the problem had nothing to do with that. I'd lost my wallet. Like in, in her defense, like, she was probably drunk. She was very drunk. <laughs> that sounds drunk. like something a drunk person would say. I ended up giving her back to her boyfriend, who thanked me profusely because he'd lost her. Like. <laughs> feeling a lot better. It's like, you know what? At least I'm not her. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, 
if a dude is crying in the bathroom, you'll hear another dude, yo, this bitch is crying in here. <laughs> oh, oh, I've never eaten whale. I've eaten seal. I've never eaten whale or whale blubber. What, or what does seal whale. taste like? I'm actually genuinely curious about it that. It just tastes like salt. They mostly the seal, it, they give you seal blubber in a lot of things, and like Canada is an interesting place. Um, I've never had seal eyes. My husband has. I've never had seal eyes, which you have frozen, and they're like ice cream, apparently. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, Hensel returning girls to boyfriends like, here's your precious princess. <laughs> As she's on the ground, passed out. She says, she, vomits. An, she says before eating an endangered animal. I've never had... Wait, I have to actually think about that. <laughs> I, I have eaten an endangered animal. Fuck! Okay. I have We're gonna... I have. Speaking of endangered animals, the next question is, does Spider have puss puss? No, they have gonads. It's like like it's found in their lower abdomen, and like male and female spiders have the same reproductory origins. Are you are you telling me spiders have balls? No, no. It's it's just like a it's like a it's kind of like a cloaca, I guess, but it's like a little opening. But like how Ligma it works go, is Ligma gonads. This is how it works. Okay, I've actually I I know this. I actually genuinely know this fact. I do um, too. I'm excited. Someone else knows about animal genitalia. Please tell them. Yeah, no, the male spider, like, basically puts the sperm from its gonad onto something called a petal flap or something. So it sounds like some Rick and Morty thing, but that's actually what it's called. It's like a petal flap. Uh, and it's like a little mini arm, and he puts that there, he, like, literally fingers the female spider, and he inserts the sperm into her gonad, and she fertilizes the egg that way. So, no, to answer your question, spiders don't have puss puss, they have gonads. Ooh, give, give, give her fingy wingies. Yeah. Smell this? That's your mom. This is, this is, this is mostly accurate, so I'm just going to say, fuck yeah, Norris. Guys, I wasn't the one who talked about animal genitals this podcast. It wasn't me. Almost, like my, name, almost yeah. like my name implies that I like spiders or something. I love spiders. Oh my god, wait a second. Okay, so favorite spider, go. Sorry, I gotta know. Wolf spider. Definitely oh! wolf spider. Yellow knee tarantula. That is a great choice, though. Yeah, that's a good second choice. Yeah. I like the wolf spider because it's just like it's super smart and like just a genuinely good hunter, and it's got great. I, it, it's just cool. Yeah, they're just it's like, like fuck cool webs, head. fuck yeah. webs. Who needs webs? I'm just gonna hunt things on foot. Wolf spiders, okay. I really like spiders too. Okay, I, like I, I live in like I live far far north, so I don't have that many like really cool spiders because like the cold kills them all. But I, I still like admire them as a species. Shit, man! I, I hope you got some good spiders in your life soon. I recommend them. Thank you. Uh, next, we're going to Jack of a Few Trades, who asks, what is the most difficult scene you've ever written? Oh, fuck. Any action scene. I fucking suck at it. Like, I have a very verbose writing style by default. Like, like I'm very, very wordy, and it's definitely to my detriment. So when it comes to, like, writing action sequences, I, I fucking suck at those. I'm no good. Where I, I, I will, like, describe the details of a character's movement to excruciating decree, and it's terrible. So, yeah, anytime I have to write action, and I usually, like, write my stories around it so I don't have to, but, you know, sometimes you've got to do what you got to do, and that's my, very, very difficult to me. My writing weakness is describing clothing. Oh, that's a good one, too. I can confirm this. It's Even just describing, like, 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 a pony's physical, descri like, description is 
it's like you don't want to be too generic when you do it. You don't want to be like, yeah, he has a, a blue coat and a yellow mane and uh, he's tall. And like that just is very boring. But at the same time, if you go into too much detail, then it's like, fuck off. I don't care. Get back to the story. Yeah, you so, don't yeah, want to go descriptions. Full yeah, physical descriptions in general are kind of kind of iffy, I guess. Her coat was the color of the hex of the hex number. Yeah, like like as soon as a writer starts doing that, I like lose interest. It's it's like, you're trying too hard, man. And she had twenty three chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ! What is okay? What question next? Next question. Next question. All right, next question is best student six. Ah, uh, Silverstream, definitely Silverstream. Uh, the correct answer was Smolder. Smolder is good. Um, I like Silverstream. I like I like Gallus a lot because Gallus reminds me of like season one and two Twilight. He's just a, he's just a sarcastic asshole. I fucking love it. Uh, but no, I, I like very. I, a few weeks ago, I watched uh, what's that episode called? What Lies Beneath? I think the the the, the Tree Whoa. of Harmony one. Oh, oh the, not... one, the one where they were an episode of Saw. What, yeah, what yeah lies, that's the what, one. What Lies Beneath is definitely a, a Kubrick movie that he made before his death or something similar. No, I'm thinking, Probably. I'm thinking of Eyes Wide Shut. I'm thinking of Eyes Wide Shut. Excuse me. Go on. I watched that episode a few days, like a few weeks ago, and I'm like, wow. Like, I have mixed opinions on season eight and nine overall, but that episode is really, really good. Uh, and, like, part of why I like that episode is just because Silverstream is a blast to watch. Like, it's so obvious that whoever does the voice of Silverstream just has a blast doing it. Like, there's a scene in that episode where she's, like, yelling at what she thinks is the Storm King. And it's, like, super satisfying to watch because the voice actor gets way too into it. I fucking love that scene. That that, that scene more or less sold me on her character. I'm pretty uh, sure. I'm pretty sure the directions that the directors gave her voice actor was okay. Your character is excited. Your everything is new to your character. Yeah, basically yes. Literally everything. React to everything as if it's your first time seeing it, and it's like you think that would get old, but it actually doesn't, and it's actually always really cute and funny. Uh, I honestly really like most of the student six. I just feel like they kind of like handled them in a shitty, unsatisfying way. They like, there's like maybe two or three actually good student six episodes, and that's out of only a handful. Like, they introduce all these genuinely really good characters and then don't really do much for them. But no, What Lies Beneath is good, Silver Stream is good. I like most of the student six, though. Sweet. It's a shame because I don't think they introduced the student six in such a way where they were memorable at first because it took me a good season to even remember their names well that's the thing that's like, why that episode in particular like like i watched the one where they introduced them and then i watched that one and it's like oh yeah that was that one was if only that was the first one they started with right and people were starting to look at me weird they're like yeah it isn't gallus the best one. who the fuck's gallus again i was like oh right oh him right okay <laughs> so and then Jack moves on to ask, uh, what genre of music is best music? Oh, fuck, I hate this question. Because, like, it's imp- I, I know I probably sound like a pretentious douchebag throughout this entire podcast, but this question in particular really brings out the snobbish fucking snob in me. Because the best music genre is definitely classical. Like, even if it's not the one I listen to the most, it's, like, the objective best. 
like it's the most intricate the compositions are the most unique it's the most universally applicable and enjoyable to listen to it's it checks all the bases honestly it's it's difficult it's unique it's like well, timeless you, well you gotta figure uh music history i mean these guys and girls and all, all of them all the classical composers that's what they spent their life doing okay they spent their looking, life perfecting music i'm looking in the chat and not enough coffee says prog rock and that is definitely like my second answer because prog rock is more or less the like logical the prog rock prog rock is like a modern day classical music it's it follows a lot of the same formulas of like long song oh, structure they actually and use movements. the technical side of music there are not many genres that actually do that yeah i'm a very big fan of uh math metal <laughs> just yeah because of the weird time signatures yeah well then you have bands that kind of like blend the two of them like like tool is very much like a metal band and also a prog band and also a bit of a math rock band like like, like the thing about rock and I, I'll say that rock is my favorite genre, and that refers to, like, 60% of all music. <laughs> but, like, all these weird subgenres, the symphonic rock is good, too. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was saying, but I just chilled Tool. Apparently people seem to like Tool. Dream Theater and Dream Theater are really good. Tool. I, Tool I feel cool. so bad that Priest, like, had to step away for a moment, because, okay, when Priest is back, whatever he's back. You need to tell him that you're a fan of Dream Theater. Just tell him that so he can make weird, girly sex noises at you because that's exactly what's going to happen, and you can quote me on that. Okay? okay? Okay. When he's back, just just do that. It'll be fine. Okay. That's all. I'll stop. Continue. Okay. Sweet. Those were some quality genres and choices, though. Um, from there, though, we move on to Famous Last Words, who starts by asking the greatest question, deepest question of all time. Do you like me? Yeah, bro. You're cool. Yeah. You don't understand. You want he? Do you like him as an in like? Are you in like with him? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's asking you if you want the Peter. Um, yeah, Fabus is pretty hot. Homosexual. Yeah! All right. Oh, can... guys, I'm guys, sorry. Guys. I had to come back because I saw Dream Theater in the chat. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Norris, yeah. what do you what do you have to say to Priest? Uh, we were talking about bands I really like, and I mentioned prog rock, and I said Dream Theater are a good band. Dream Theater is so fucking good. Are you, yeah. are, are, you, are you a fan of the earlier stuff or the later stuff? Um, definitely earlier stuff. Yes. Well, like mid, I guess. Like someone in the chat said Octavarium, and I know that's like the cliche. I know that's like saying Dark Side of the Moon is really good. No, it would be more like saying like... Uh, like uh, Metropolis Part Two scenes from a memory would be the cliche answer because yeah, that's fair. Album like uh, Octavarium is really good. I was obsessive with that album for a long time. Yeah, that album is really really good. Hey, 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 priest! What kind of noises did you make when you saw that Dream Theater was in the chat? <laughs> Shit! I gotta come back. <laughs> okay, it sounded well. like you were it sounded like you were deep throating a baby bottle pop. Did that's I not say sex felt. noises? Did I not say sex noises? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, you you specifically said weird girly sex noise. And deep throating. There you go. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> so there you go. Happy to help. Beautiful. Alrighty. Synthetic... Please continue. Oh, okay. okay. Synthetic bottled sunlight. What gave you the idea for it? Um 
so I, I feel like a lot of people are going to assume that that story is like some. I'm about to say I'm about to say the cursed word here, guys. Uh, people are going to assume that, that story is a political statement, and it definitely wasn't at all. Ooh. Like, like that story is more or less just me reacting to the season five finale and the impl implications of it. And like the thing that the season five finale does is it shows you a bunch of cool looking timelines and then explains nothing about them. And in a way that harkens back to what I said earlier of how like the show writers were very good at just like throwing a bunch of random ideas at the fans and being like, here, have fun with them. And that's exactly what the season five finale was. Um, one of them was the industry takeover timeline. And I became very interested in the idea of what Equestria would look like after being taken over by like an industrial revolution. Uh, and on top of that, the story also kind of, another thing I was interested in exploring was the concept of like a tragedy and how a tragedy affects the world and how characters react to the tragedy. Uh, so, like, the story is kind of post-apocalyptic in the sense that all the bad stuff already happened. And what we're seeing throughout the entire story is just the aftermath. And I, I became interested in the idea of a story that is exclusively focused on how characters react to the aftermath of a different story that is never actually told. So, yeah, so you have characters who are very selfish and react to... Uh, what happened before in selfish ways you have ones that are just depressed and you know kind of apathetic about it and i had all these unique ideas for how this shitty dystopian timeline would play out and i thought it would suck if i never actually explored those so that's that's what gave me the idea for it just a bunch of ideas cobbled on top of each other and eventually i'm just like okay fine i'll write it and i did um, Sweet. So nice rambling answer, but... nice amalgamation of stuff, your powers combined. I am Captain Planet. I feel oh, like that's most writing projects, to be fair, is like it's never one idea, it's a bunch of them that just kind of compound on each other and you've got to do something with them. Mm hmm. Hey. Makes sense to me. So I am you then... Pony Doris. Thank you. Yes. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. But I don't know how the fuck to respond to that one. <laughs> right. Well, Famous expands on this by asking, uh, what creative project are you most proud of in general, or fandom project? Oh, fuck. I don't... I, I cannot answer this one, honestly. I don't get proud of projects. I get insecure about projects. And I, like, think of all the things that I might not have done to the best of my ability with projects. I very rarely get proud of projects. To be oh, honest. No. I'm just gonna skip over this question. You got you got you got okay, we can we can skip over, but you gotta be nice to you. Be nicer to you, got it? Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a in a mean no, way. I'm saying this no, in a constructive way. No, celebrate your shit as somebody who writes for a living. No, you take time and you look <laughs> at that and you say, that's pretty fucking good, and you walk away before you can keep examining it and find out what's <laughs> with it. Because I do that and I understand. Yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You got, that's why I don't look at my own work ever. It's just like don't. Yeah, I, I, I have trouble looking at some of my earlier fics. Just enjoy the pride and don't look at it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Flam, you you are required to sing the next three questions. Oh shit! Do you know them? Yes, I do. Let's Excellent. see. He then goes on to ask in 
sequence. Late night, came home, week six. I know. I love your Blink-182. <laughs> that That's great. So that was quality. Was oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad that was I'm very glad good. Uh, I'm glad that worked out okay. And that's not uh, really my question, though. I don't know how to respond to that one. But, um, yeah, it, it, it does Well, suck. you could leave them roses by the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's, there we go. I don't listen to... The prizes, after all, let him know you care. So, anyway. <laughs> moving <laughs> on. We can move on. To, no, to not enough coffee. Yo, buddy, pal, based poster. You oh, finally that's... gonna be on the cast, and I'm so hyped to see it. Now for my obvious... <laughs> now for my yes indeed you're late coffee now for my obvious first question who is the best strange waifu and why i'm going to assume that by strange waifu you just mean like waifus that i don't see as like popular ones uh, yeah essentially probably not mainstream no, no. Uh, think <laughs> think uh Snack pone and oh, and like pony. the airplane pones and thing pony. Yeah. Pony. Thing pone is really, really good. <gasps> Did you say like, like I really like my literal username is a reference to the thing. Like it's literally my favorite movie. Yay! Um, oh yay! So I do really like thing pone. Thing pone is high up there for me. Uh, um, okay, okay, Flam, we're adopting this one. We're keeping it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great to me. Cool. Uh, I I support this. Yeah, so um, sweet. And then floorboard is another one that I like a lot. <gasps> yes. Okay, you have good taste. You have good taste. Oh <laughs> yes. Now, what underrated bands would you most recommend? Ooh. Uh, Porcupine Tree. Um, they are a prog rock band. Um, very much similar sounding to Tool, I suppose. But um, where's Priest? <laughs> Priest. I'm just is gonna... priest gone again? <laughs> I'll, I'll write it in chat. What, what, uh, porcupine tree? Porcupine tree. I'm just going to add him and see if it, it It's works. a really weird, like, you'd hear that band name and you'd assume it's, like, some, like, indie folk band. But they're actually, like, a prog metal band and they're very, very good. Okay. Um, and I, I don't see anyone ever talk about them. But I honestly think they're as good as Tool. And super, super underrated. All right. Uh, well... So there's them for sure. Um... Other underrated bands, uh, Sweet Trip, which is like a Sweet Trip is like this. It's really just one guy, and their music sounds like a mix of shoegaze and electronic and like old '90s modem sounds, and it somehow like melodically works. It's really just music you have to listen to to kind of see what I'm talking about. But if you listen to the band Sweet Trip, you'll understand what I mean. So those are those are two underrated bands or whatever someone asks me what like underrated bands I like, I usually shill those two. Um other ones I can think of. Uh Talk Talk are good. Um yeah, that's that's all that's coming to mind right now, sorry. Sweet. Seems good to me. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh, next we have what overlooked indie games would you recommend? Um, I mean, I'm recommending this to Not Enough Coffee, who is like the worst person. Like the worst like, person. The worst person. He's yeah, almost the worst. I'm yeah, like literally. Get, I'm about to talk person. about Rain World. Shut the He's fuck up, Pedo. I'm going to talk about He's it. Shit. <laughs> but no. Uh, uh, I was going to say them's fighting herds is actually like overlooked. 
because it, oh. people just associate that that's a like pony fighting game and they kind of write it off for that and i don't see why because it's actually very very good and like like that game never gets brought up on any fighting game forums i go to and it's it's a shame because it's actually just better than most fighting games out right now uh so yeah uh them's fighting herds overlooked as fuck because it's not taken seriously as a fighting game and it's very frustrating um and my favorite game ever is uh like a indie survival game called rain world which yeah. is it's this it was basically made by like two guys over the course of like six years and mm-hmm. it shows like this game is polished as fuck and it's 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 like very much a metroidvania like hollow knight is except oh, okay. instead of progressing gotcha. and like getting more power up to more or less stay the same from the beginning all the way to the end of the game and like all of your skill is based on how much you get used to like mastering the move set uh so the game itself takes place in like this post-apocalyptic shitty kind of like you ever guys seen the movie nine yeah yes uh, i love that yeah. movie so i love that movie a lot more than a lot of people should in my opinion. yeah i really think that movie is really underrated and i like that movie's aesthetic that kind of how everything looks like it, it's it was like broke and then was cobbled together again hmm. uh and rain world very much taps into that aesthetic it's got some of the best uh pixel art i've ever seen and it's just just a really really good great soundtrack it's yeah it's probably the most overlooked indie game i can actually think of it's definitely my favorite and i don't see enough people talking about it so that's my pick there Sweet. Yes, indeed. And he then follows this up with, uh, how big is your... (laughs) How big is your library? Not as big as I would like it to be. Yes, truth. Yes. It can never be big enough. I feel that. (laughs) What hobbies outside of writing do you have, and what sort of significance does writing have in your life? Um... I have a lot of like idle hand hobbies where I'm like like watching TV and I'll be like knitting or sewing or doing like like doodling or something like that, and it's like less a hobby and more just something I'm doing to occupy my my hands while I'm. <laughs> Someone's gonna take that out of context, but like like I, if I'm just watching TV and I'm not doing anything else, I get bored, so I, I tend to like. You just you're just jacking it. That's that's what it's just. Yeah, I got something that occupies my hands. I'm watching, like, fucking, like, planet Earth, and I'm jacking it because I'm just bored. You see, <laughs> you see that? Hey, voice. hey, that's a sexy voice, okay? Planet Earth has some sexy voices reading that shit, okay? <laughs> which, one, David Att- which one, David Attenborough or Morgan Freeman? Morgan motherfucking Freeman. If your brain hasn't masturbated to that man's voice before, you are lying. And so the male penguin finds the female. Yeah, Morgan, tell me what the fuck he does with that penguin. (laughs) (laughs) And then he proceeds to mate with her. Mm. I don't know what episode of Planet Earth you're watching, but uh... he can smell her. (laughs) That's enough. That's enough now. It got weirder. Yes. Uh... (laughs) So let's see. uh... No, I feel that. Uh, tell us why Ollie is the best Them's Fighting Herds character. This I is a will fight you. I'm curious. I will fight you. I'm curious. Um, oh, shit. I'm, I'm going to piss someone off no matter what I say then. 
You're already gonna, because you already said that fucking Ollie is the best Dem's fighting urge character. She is. Um, she absolutely is. Um, because, I mean, like, first of all, from a gameplay perspective, she's just, like, she's a great matchup character. But she's, she like, can't hug and lick people to death, okay? That is very, very true. And I might concede. But... She also doesn't have the floof. Uh, that's true. Velvet Velvet is hard, and I suck at fighting games, but <laughs> um, Velvet is, like, the only character I actually struggle to beat as Ollie, because she's, like, got a zoning game that, like, rivals Ollie's. Um, no, Ollie is the best as, like, a character, for sure. She's just hilarious, and she's... She's, like, an edgy character in a not-edgy world, and I really like the, like, character dynamic that gives her. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that she is interestingly edgy. I will give you, I will give you that. I'll give that to you. Also, getting, like, hard-locked into playing Arizona in the story mode actually made me uh... appreciate how much fun she is to play as... Like, I'm sorry, but that whip is fun as fuck. It's just... Yeah. Arizona is really good, yeah. But, no, like, I, I will say... I, I like my, I really enjoy my nonsense alpaca. I can't help it. That's very, very fair. I also like Tian Ho a lot, uh, but I cannot, I don't think I've ever won a match as Tian Ho because Tian Ho just is good for doing a lot of attacks and getting no damage for any of them. And I already said I suck at fucking fighting games, so I have no idea what I'm doing, but she's fun to play, so. I'll yeah. say this. The nice thing about Tian Ho is she's a poker She's designed to juggle other characters, and she's also designed to. She's designed to. Yeah, sorry, Robin. Close out. in from a distance. Ah. So, it's one of those things where you, you gotta be good at. It. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, she's she's a good poker. She's a good juggler. She's very good at uh, closing in, and it's just one of those. It's one of those fighting styles you gotta you kind of gotta feel your way through. I'd poker. Mm. I just want to giggle and kiss. Sure I, just, would. I just want to giggle and kiss people into oblivion. Is that so much to ask? Like, no, I think that's very fair. Right. That, I feel oh, like that man, should be an alternate too. game mode in a next update of them's yes. fighting herds. Oh them's my god, cuddling I'm words. Them's, so, oh, them's that's cuddling words. Yes. Um. Some somewhere, <laughs> Boris G's head is exploding that we're talking about them's fighting herds without him. Anyway, so <laughs> what else we got? We're we're almost done with this set of questions. So what, what's next? So, oh yeah. Okay, we're getting to two interesting yeah. ones. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say these with. A new, uh, a really shitty uh, 40s gangster accent. Oh, shit. Okay. So, Coffee now asks, Would you rather fuck a dog but no one <laughs> would know, or not fuck a dog, but have everyone think you did, you'd be the dog fucker? See, I, I live in northern Ontario, and dog fucker is actually a slang I hear all the time. It, like, like it literally <laughs> refers to someone who pretends to do work but doesn't. And they, I like, remember this. Yeah, so like you look at me like, oh yeah, that guy's a dog fucker. You see, that guy's fucking the dog. And there, I, I yeah. use that word, that phrase with my American friends, and they look at me like they have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, that's not actually related to the question. I just thought it was funny. But would I rather fuck a dog and not have anyone else know? Uh, if dog is sapient and willing, and we both get something out of it, I'd show it a good time. Sure. Uh, the so the yeah, the, the Jack, Har Jack Harkness rules. Yeah, exactly. Jack Harkness rules. Because I don't want everyone knowing that I'm a dog fucker. It's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> reputation to have. 
Well, that's a quote the chat's going to take out of context, Dan. <laughs> Alex, please take that out of context. Thank you, Alex. Indeed. So, and moving on. Hey, Norris, if you had tits and a dick, <laughs> you'd do with tits and your chick with dick. Uh, it depends how I present the rest of myself, doesn't it? I like the way you think, Toots. I mean, like, like it's, it's not about the genitals. It's about how you present yourself as a person. So, God, you're wholesome, and I like you so much for saying that. Thank you. No problem. This is pretty Thank homosexual, blah, blah, blah. I'll allow it. It's just the right... It's just the thing we need. He pulls down his pants to reveal a spider cloaca. Gonad. Gonad. Now, that's Gonad. the gold Gonad. right there. That's the gold. And with that... We finish Coffee's questions, and I hand this back to the priest who flutters. Oh, hey. hi. It's time it, for... It, it's, hi. it's that ad time. But first, um, priest, what is Porcupine Tree? Porcupine Tree is a good band. Norris also talked about Porcupine Tree and wanted yeah, to tell you it was a good band. They are a good band. We were talking about overlooked bands, and I said, fucking Porcupine Tree. Definitely. Okay. Definitely, definitely. Okay. They're they are good. I'm not as quite as passionate about them as say, uh, Dream Theater. <laughs> yeah. But yes, no, I, I I like my obsession with Tool is about on the same plane as my obsession with Porcupine Tree, which is that like I really really like them as a band, but they're still probably like like only a tier. Yeah, no, I think I agree with that. Like I I'm back and forth on on loving Tool and not being a big fan of Tool. Like it depends I, I, from it, album to album. It takes Lateral a lot of commitment like a for me to sit. Album. Yeah, I mean, like a full tool album is like a like it like it's like a long commitment, and I I, don't, I like really prefer when an album is only like fifty minutes long. I think that's a much more reasonable amount of time for an album to be. And I know we talked about Dream Theater, so that seems kind of blasphemes for me to say. No, not really. I mean, it depends on the album. I mean, I wasn't a fan of what what's it called the Please. what. It's time for our mid-cast ad roll. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, three, two, one. Here's the ad. Hi, support us. Okay, back. Um, no, no I think. <laughs> Chris, we need to talk about horse rescue charity. Okay, we'll do this for real. Hey, pencil. Did you know that we don't make money? It's actually a really serious problem. Like we're kind of fucked. Yeah, I, I I know. I'm I'm here like in a in a paper sack, like living on the street with my Wi-Fi. I'm stealing from the Falafel Drive-in next door with like my cat tucked under one arm. Isn't that right, cat? Isn't that right? Isn't yeah. that right, Kitty? Yeah, she's under well, right now, looking like I'm crazy. Go on. The good news is that while we may be homeless, the horses we support aren't. One hundred percent of our profits and proceeds from all of our ads on our YouTube videos, the bits that you guys donate on Twitch, and the money you submit to our Patreon goes one hundred percent to Horse Rescue Charity. In fact, you can check it yourself. The Horse Rescue Charity is named Red Wings Horse Sanctuary out in Mid California. Uh, we there we supported horse that you guys voted on, named Little Bit. He's a cute little guy, and we'd send money so that way he can have his teethers cleaned, his hoofers replaced. Well, no, 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 we do not. They don't. They don't replace the hoofers. No, that's not. <laughs> that's violent and awful. No, okay. The hoofer no. shoes. Oh come yeah. on, it'd be plastic. 
No. no. In California, right? It's all plastic. Dead. <laughs> Um, anyway, we're we're very passionate about this cause. Last year, we donated almost a thousand dollars, and we can crack that again this year too with your guys's help. If you guys would help to make us, I don't know, legitimate and introduce some good into this world from this podcast that we run, please consider donating a few extra bits over to Little Bit through our Patreon and through other, other memes. Can I tell or, them how? Can I tell them other ways? Yes, go I'm ahead. Waiting. You can donate bits. Uh, you can donate bits right here through tw- through uh, Twitch. You can do it for free. Click the little diamond in the lower right. You go there. You watch ads. It earns you free bits. You give the bits to us. They become real money for our charity. Uh, it, it it works out well. You can donate through the Barcast Patreon where you get maybe like a hug at a con someday. Um, you can give money directly to Red Wings in our name. That's cool too. Just we would love you to. And don't forget to follow us and subscribe to us. All of that helps in its own little way as well. So thank you so and much. And of course, that. and of course, if you're not comfortable using us as a middleman, please consider donating donating to them personally. That that's I said that. Just do it and write our just, name on it so that they know to head pat us later. Yes. <laughs> yes. But without further ado, the next post in our thread Yay. is from Accidentally Offensive, who writes oh, nothing. Ah, and then accidentally it. offensive posts again. Also, and says, also, also, thank you, Alex, for donating a hundred bits, and thank you, Hat Vandermoos, for data- donating a hundred bits. Um, at the end of the podcast, I will read out who was the top donator. We really appreciate it. Please, please go on, please. Yay! Accidentally offensive posts again, saying, "I'm sorry." What was the question again? That's garbage. What a waste of time. <laughs> Agreed. I feel like this wasn't accidentally offensive. This was intentionally offensive. I believe it. Mungany is up next. Number one, what is your favorite book, movie, and show? Uh, so I answered the book earlier, so I'll jump right to movie. Uh, I mentioned The Thing is one of my favorite movies uh, because it's like it's just very good. And th- that movie is infinitely rewatchable. Um, and then my second favorite movie, or maybe it's my first favorite movie, is Alien, like the original Alien. Ah, mm-hmm. yes. Nice. I'm also a big fan of like the Back to the Future trilogy, um, specifically Back to the Future Two. Back to the Future Two is the best one. I will die on that hill. Um, is good one. It's, yeah, it goes two, one, three. That's that's the proper ranking of Back to the Future. Number um, three. What is your favorite? In, oh, sorry. Uh, show, 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 show. Show, uh, mm, Six Feet Under is high up there. I really like Ooh, Six Feet Under. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, it's a bit of more of an obscure one, but I do really like that show. Uh, that show, like, came on at, like, an important part time in my life. Like, I was watching that show when I was in high school, so it's very memorable to me for that reason. Um, and then, like, for a more mainstream pick, I'll go with Star Trek The Next Generation. I feel like that's it's a safe pick. Uh, I also really like like the original run of Twilight Zone. I think that show has aged very, very well. And that show is still very relevant. And a lot of those episodes are still... Like, you would think the show that was made in the late 50s and early 60s would have, like, terrible production values and the acting would be really super kooky and unwatchable. And it's actually not that bad. <laughs> well, okay, so I got a question. And Pencil can probably answer it for me. Yes. Uh, how many actors and actresses got their start in the Twilight Zone? 
fucking so many. Uh, it's really it's <laughs> fucking wild watching like early episodes of Twilight Zone uh, and seeing like like young Will Shatner. Well, that, this is not correct. <laughs> Most of them didn't get their start in the Twilight Zone. Most of them were guests on the Twilight Zone when they were still young. Oh, okay. They got so there's elsewhere. a reason they're good. Okay. Yeah, basically the Twilight Zone picked them out when they were still fresh because they went this person's going to be good after seeing them elsewhere. Rob so Sterling it'd be like is... casting Harrison Ford while Star Wars was still being filmed, basically. <laughs> yeah, perfect, actually, because um, Star Wars wasn't the first place Harrison Ford got big from. Yeah. It, it, he, he was in American Graffiti before that. So that's a perfect example. Well done. Thank you. Number two, up next. How hot is the sun when you come near it? Uh, hot enough that you would fucking die. <laughs> fucking dead, bro. Yeah, you, you die instantly. That's why. I don't know what the actual temperature of the sun is. Let me look this up real quick. Temperature of the sun. If I had a memory for it, I could tell you, but, you know. It's about 6,000 Kelvin. So that's how hot it would be. 6,000 Kelvin. Mm. No, it's not so bad. And mm. so you put on, put on a t-shirt, you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, fuck Kevin. Yeah. Fuck you, Kevin. Number, Anyone watching this number, podcast is named Kevin. I'm talking to you. <laughs> number three, what is your favorite non-horse from MLP? Uh, Gilda. Definitely Gilda. Gilda is uh, floof. Uh, secondary pick, Ember. I like Ember and Gilda a lot. I, I, I tend to really like the, the like, like asshole Sundere characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. Do I have some dating sims for you, my boy? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I like Gilda in particular because yeah. Sponge Boy, me Bob. I feel like Gilda actually had a really satisfying character arc for like a, a villain, but like the resolution for her redemption actually felt really organic and like well handled. So yeah, I am I do like her a lot. So yeah, there's, those are my two picks. For Cross got a friend in here. Yeah. All right, up next. Why is boxed water the best water? Ooh. What? Mm, I what know does about that this. mean? What's boxed water? <laughs> I, yeah. I boxed water. Okay. Um. So. Is this actually a thing, or is this? Yeah. Shit oh, it's no, absolutely it's a thing. thing. Oh, boxed gosh, water. water is, the company is literally called Boxed Water is better. Yeah. Alrighty then. No, that's literally what it's called. Like it's a thing, and it's like a carton of water, like milk. Okay. I can, I can see this having like a like a positive environmental impact. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll concede this actually does seem like a good thing. It frustrates me, but I do agree that it's more environmentally friendly yeah, as like, long like, as they're like... reusing recycled paper rather than using fresh. I'm a Californian motherfucker. We know about our recycling, whether we like it or not. In that right, Flam. Indeed. I wouldn't be so worried about the paper as I would about the plastic. But yeah, the plastic the, lasts but here's longer. The thing, but if you're it depends where our recycling ends up. That's the yes. question. Well, the question and is, if... it, with paper, it's different. Because paper, we're getting it from trees. And Are you cutting down Indeed. more trees to make a fuck ton of cartons? Because that's a problem, too. Indeed. So, I mean, more biodegradable. Better be planting more trees, my son. Yes, 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 yes. Speaking of trees, why is Velvet best Them's Fighting Herds character? I already answered and said she's, like, like <laughs> the fourth or fifth best. I'm sorry, Mugani, but you have shit taste. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be mean when I say so, but that's just the way it is. Like, the next question is, how was your day? 
Uh, it was all right. Honestly, it was like a like a solid seven out of ten. The next question, number seven, is how was your day? Um, uh, it was going okay, but now I'm a little intimidated. I'm gonna have to downgrade that to a six now. I don't feel so good anymore. Number eight. How is your dad? He's <laughs> doing okay. I was talking to him earlier today. He's uh, just talking about like, oh, I guess I can't say that. I guess that's the cursed word I can't talk about. Yep, but... can't talk about it. Nope, I know what you're talking about, and I'm glad you had that discussion with your father. That's that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah that, that's how my dad's doing. Uh, <laughs> headphone you're, warning. You're, you're, headphone uh, warning. Ask, asking, why you're, uh, asking why your pee-pee gets hard. Yeah. <laughs> headphone number, warning. Number nine. Headphone warning. Okay. This is your last shot. Okay. How is your day? Fucking great. <laughs> Fucking ten out of ten. I'm I'm on a podcast and I'm having fun. So yeah, yeah it's it's going well. And number ten. How's your day? Uh, I just fucking. How many times you gotta ask me no, the same no, no. goddamn it, it, question? It's actually how you are day, but it's the it's the conjunction of your. So I, how you I'm are not day. day. I'm Norris. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks, uh-huh. Dad. Okay. The Glim Master is up next. Number one. Oh, man. Come on, guys. We got to really watch for these, like, duplicate questions. Yeah. Number one is what inspires you to write? Do you have anything you want to add on to that? That's weird because I actually don't have that as the first question. I have, do you think yeah. the only version of um, Norris can do be Do you have the wrong person up? No, I have Glim Master. Uh, oh, refresh. they deleted it. They deleted it when I refreshed. Okay. There's such a there's such a champ. I, I take <laughs> I take back everything I said. Number one, do you think a pony version of Chuck Norris can beat Chuck Norris? My name is not a reference to Chuck Norris. Huh. Everyone assumes that it is. Uh, what my name is actually a reference to is a character from the movie The Thing named Norris, who transforms into a spider in a very grotesque transformation sequence and i watched that and i said ah yes this horrific thing will make a great internet handle and then on top of that there's a song by the who called boris the spider so i took those two things that i liked and i mushed them together and that's where my username came from so it's got nothing to do with chuck norris so well uh, isn't that a roundhouse kick but do i think a pony version of chuck norris can beat chuck norris uh depends what kind of pony they are and like how long they've had oh, to prepare, I think a whole lot harder than a human. Like, but yeah, that's the thing. And if it's like Chuck Norris randomly got transformed into a pony, and he's got to beat human Chuck Norris, then I imagine he'd get his ass kicked because he's, you know, <laughs> still getting used to his body and all that. But if he's had a while to get used to like kicking stuff and exploiting Earth Pony strength and all that, then yeah, I imagine Pony Chuck Norris could kick, could beat Chuck Norris. Nice. I can't believe we're still making fucking Chuck Norris jokes in the year 2020, though. Hey, we are going to make Chuck Norris jokes until we fucking die, or he does, and we know we'll probably die first. <laughs> because it's fucking Chuck Norris? Yeah, what's the next question? Next question is, how do you make Worst Pony become Best Pony? Uh, by deleting them and replacing them with Twilight Sparkle. Oh, or wait Celestia. a second. Wait a second. You said Twilight... Whoa, whoa! I, they're tied, more or less, but, like... Whoa. Either Twilight Sparkle or Celestia. Delete them and replace them with her, and you're all set. You know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for you to say, uh, so if a pony is really bad, what are they? 
They're fucking shit. Yay! I like that you figured it out. I like that you figure out that I'm trying to get you to give me drinking prompts because so many other people have just been like, oh, well, I guess that some people like them. I'm like, no, they're fucked I'm, out. I'm, I'm, like, I'm starting to key in the fact that I'm not saying it that much. And I'm actually yeah, like, I'm making you make us drink, man. Try to be more profane. I, I, I like generally instinctively censor myself when I'm talking to people I'm not familiar with. You don't have to do that here. Our whole aim is to make you feel like you're just at the bar with some people having drinks. Oh, I know. You, you freaking brick! Nervous mouth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Norris keeps coming. The More Norris, Norris keeps coming. Number three: If Chuck Norris can Chuck Norris, how Norris can Chuck Chuck Norris? If Norris can't, isn't Chuck Norris? Ah, uh, the <laughs> answer. Is My God, seven. excuse me. Seven. Perfect. Let's Number four. After that one. Shit. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. What superpower would you like to have? Um, the power to go back in time ten seconds and provide a better fucking answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like rewinding time at like a small interval would like, like, kind of like a tracer ability would be really cool. Honestly, it, it, it's this is like a superpower that you could only really apply to like normal circumstances, which like reflects how boring of a person I am. But it would be very funny to, like, do something and then experience the consequences for that thing and then go back 10 seconds and everything is fine again. It's like, cheers, love! The cavalry's here! Based on that. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like Pee-wee, Australian Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> oh, what was it? It was a, I thought it was a Nicolas Cage movie that he had the ability to go back 30 seconds. Uh, I, don't I don't think it was a Nicolas Cage Shit. movie. I've got to look this up. So well, like something that Cage would be in. I know what you're talking about. Was that that was a jumper, was it? No, jumper was like no, 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 no. That was no, 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 no. no. Jumper that was, was a Star Wars motherfucker. Um, jumper was weird, but it was. Kind are, of we, cool. are we talking about Click, the fucking Adam Sandler? No, movie? God, no. no. <laughs> no I don't think different. we'll ever talk about Click. We don't... I think this is the first time anyone's talked about Click in a few <laughs> years, at least. I think that's very true. My God. Okay. What's, what's the next question while Rav looks up this movie? Did you, during your life, sit down on your chair and said to yourself, why do I like this colorful equins? Uh, yeah. And I started to get really sad. And then I looked at the news and I realized that I had my answer. I'm like, oh yeah. It's because the world is shit right now and ponies aren't shit. So Thank you for not going into more colorful descriptions. Look, I, I know. I, I know you to know. censor myself where available. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I understand. It's also really relatable. Number six. <laughs> what's the funniest thing you ever saw in your life? Bonus point if you answer what previous guest answered. I doubt you would do that. So there's a scientist, right? And his okay. name is Rick. And one oh, day no. Rick turns himself into a pig. Oh. Funniest no! shit I've ever seen. You know, I may be God, but there was this one scientist who turned himself into a <laughs> no, pickle. Stop. You have my powers, but I assure you, it was the funniest shit I have ever seen. I'm yelling the bonus points, though. He gets the I'm, bonus points because that was the joke last does. week. I'm yelling loud enough that my cat woke up. Like, oh my god. Okay. 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 
<laughs> I have no idea how how the re comes out with this new mic, but I, it was I a good re. It was a good it, re. What's the next question, please? The next hurry. question is uh, from RK Striker JK JK Five. What is your favorite non MLP franchise? Uh, I already said Star Trek. So yeah. Okay. Best captain. Who is Picard? Yeah. Okay, we're friends. Oh, I'm sorry, cat. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, honey. I'm sorry. It's okay, honey. Number one, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? I just fucking answered that. I oh, just fucking answered that, dude. I'm so <laughs> awful. How... Have you ever done anything? Have you ever done anything? Yes, have you created art? anything for a non-MLP franchise? Uh, nothing, like, worth noting. Like, I, I definitely wrote fanfic since I was, like, eight or nine. But none of it was good, and none of it I can even... Like, I think I wrote, like, Harry Potter fanfiction, and I think I wrote some Star Wars fanfiction... And, which is very funny because I'm not a Star Wars fan at all, but for some reason, yeah, no yeah well, that's the thing. It's like I, I have such a weird relationship with Star Wars because I like genuinely am interested in the world of Star Wars and exploring it, and I've always have been, while also just hating it and like thinking the movies are shit, overrated trash. Um, wow. How how could you hate such great memorable memorable lines like the dead speak? <laughs> Fucking terrible. Uh, I think like the actual first fanfic. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to take a drink before I confess this one. Do it. Tell us. Tell us it's shit. First fanfic I wrote was shit because yes! it was literally Sonic the Hedgehog fanfiction. <gasps> and the, oh. you guys, you guys are the first people in my fucking life I'm admitting that to. But oh my in my God. defense, I was like in grade two. Can we read it? No, do you I fucking, it? I have looked for it before because okay. I've thought about how funny it would be to blog if, about it. If you ever find it, please send it to us. We'll do a live reading of it for shit, okay. fix, shit fix. I actually will do this, okay? If I remember correctly, all it actually was was just, like, like I took scenes and cut scenes from Sonic Adventure 2 and I just made them longer. Like, like, like what if this argument that took place over 30 seconds in the game was an entire chapter? <laughs> That's what the whole thing was like. <laughs> okay. All right. What what we got next, Priestie Pie? Up next, number three. How does it feel that Chuck Norris's beard lives in constant awe or terror of you? Here we go again with the Chuck Norris I jokes. I know, right? Uh, I don't feel anything about that, to be honest. I, I, that statement draws no emotion from me. <laughs> cool there's my answer up next is Terry the human who asks what is your greatest achievement in the brony fandom um it's probably not the greatest but it's the most excited I've ever been was when I was featured on Equestria Daily for the first time and like I've, I've had a few of my stories featured there now and like a lot of the the pleasure of that has worn off but when it first happened, I was very, very happy because I was I was very proud of that story. I was I worked really hard on it, and when I submitted it, I I very much expected them to dump it and tell me it was crap. So when it was approved, that felt really, really good. Um, so yeah, that's probably probably not like my literal greatest achievement, but it's probably the one of the most proud I've felt of myself in the fandom. So Aww. right there. That's so nice. Now we got questions from Odd Shot. I don't that's, know what this next. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I've been watching him talk me up for the entire chat. Yeah. Oh. He's having words um, about you. I, I don't know what this um, first question means, but I'm sure you can enlighten us. Number one, yeah. is it hard being terminally beaver? Uh, so he's referencing the fact that I'm Canadian. 
and our national animal here in Canada is beaver. I thought it was a moose. No, it's it's no, a beaver. No, no, See, no. you Americans have something cool. You have like an eagle, and an eagle uh, is an objectively oh. cool animal, even if you know, like like an eagle is a cool national animal. Then a beaver is just kind of like like I know why the beaver is our national animal. It's because it's a very like industrial and clever and like productive little animal. It like like builds structures, which is impressive for a, a wild animal. And on top of that, beavers are were like important to developing the country's economy because because of like the beaver pelt trade. So that is why our national animal is the beaver. Um, what is is it hard being terminally beaver? In other words, is it hard being terminally Canadian? Uh not really, honestly. And if I it is hard, I can go get my uh, my feelings checked for free with free health care. Careful. Okay. I, I like maple no, no, no. syrup, number two. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 if I can have 10 seconds, I need to ask two very important questions. <gasps> when was the last time you had poutine and when was the last time you had a beaver tail? Uh, beaver tail, it's been, a, it's been at least a year for beaver tails. Fuck, I because, like, I don't have a beaver tail stand nearby. Those are, like, I usually only see those in, like, um... Like by like ski hills or stuff like that. I miss them so bad. So it's been a while since I've had beaver tails, but I missed the last time I had. Those are so like they're terrible for you. You might as well just be. What what, what is your what do you what are your toppings? What do you get on your toppings? What are, what is your topping choice? I usually what? get the Nutella banana one. Oh okay okay I got the M M&M and M one because I'm a basic bitch. M M&M and uh, M one is really good. Oh my god, so good. Okay, uh, and priest would get the peanut butter one. Just putting it out there. Can I just get the works? No, 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 no. They're, trust me. You have to get their special kinds because they're worth it. Um, and another is poutine. When last time? Um, so I think I was mentioning it earlier before, but um, I usually don't eat meat products to begin with, so I don't eat poutine. But wait, uh, can't you have poutine without like animal parts? Since it, wait, oh. Yeah, but that would like go, like I would have to literally make it myself and I don't like poutine okay. enough to have made it myself. I, I'll be honest, poutine is kind of gross. I don't like that that dish is associated with my country because it's really not a very good dish. How dare you, friendship ended. <laughs> I am very sad now. Okay, sorry. I don't get good poutine here and I miss it as well. Ah, <laughs> that's all. Friendship ended with Norris. Now a non-pencil is my best friend. <laughs> Yay, we're best friends, Priest. <laughs> that shouldn't be the... a surprise. Let's do the next question, please. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I took up so much time. Up next, fight. Have you ever produced any music on your own? Um, so I've made like shitty bitty songs for like like when I was making game maker friend games with my friends. Uh, like I'd produce like shitty MIDI tracks to go along with them. Uh, mm -hmm. Nothing good, literally all garbage. Uh, and then like like I am music like I can play the piano and the guitar and all that, but I'm like very much just like a sheet musician. That's how I learned to play music, is just playing via sheet music. Every once in a while, I'll get, like, an idea for a song, and I'll, like, plug a few little takes in Ableton and see what happens of it, but I usually don't develop them that much. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say no. I haven't really produced any music of my own. More, I've just got a bunch of half-baked ideas that I've never really developed into full songs. From one musician to another, same. <laughs> One more Canadian question I forgot. Of course, I can't believe I forgot this. What is hockey team? Which which is hockey team? Choose, choose hockey team. Um, again, this is going to be another thing that <gasps> revokes my Canadian license. How am I more Canadian than you? 
I'm sorry. I don't really follow hockey. Oh, that no, no, much. no, 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 no. You're Canadian. You didn't even say sorry. No, no, yes, you did. You said, I'm sorry. He's Canadian again. We're fine. It's fine. We can move on. Like, if I have to give an answer, I'm going to say Boston Bruins. But... <laughs> no, we're not friends. I'm sorry. We're not friends. We're not even slightly friends. Never friends again. We can move on to the next question. I'm done. It's fine. <laughs> can I just say, can I just say hockey and the, like, the, I don't want to say politics, but the, uh, the like drama and the infighting in hockey is always really amusing to me. Like, like I remember I was on the bus once and I had a Boston Bruins and I literally only like Boston Bruins because I like the colors and like yellow like, oh, black. There are like five other teams that have. Sorry, I'm, I'm like, oh, it reminds me of a bumblebee. I like those colors and like so that's the extent. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the extent of my like hockey knowledge. I like pick the colors I like. I, I don't give a shit. Um, and there's been times where I'm like on the bus and I'm wearing like a Boston Bruins toque and someone will be like, hey. Bruins suck, and it's they like do. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're initiating a conversation with me. Because you're wearing Bruins to tie. Fuck asking off! For it. You, you were, <laughs> what were you wearing? You were asking for it. I mean, you should. You, if anyone does that, you should respond with your mom suck me good and hard through my jorts. <laughs> oh this god! Is, this no. is the worst slut shame. Fuck Milan Lucic. Fuck Brad Marchand. Fuck all of the Boston Bruins. We yeah, those are those now. are names of people that I don't know. Like you're honestly, I don't know anything about. It's okay. Games. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the Bruins. It's fine. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is who is the cutest little pony? Uh, Fluttershy is probably the cutest. Even if she's she's like not my favorite character, but she's definitely the cutest. And secondary pick, Sweetie Belle is also very, very cute. Wow, and, you picked and my, Yona. Like, Yona very cute. Wow, you picked like all my favorite characters. This is cool. <laughs> Number four, what's your favorite headcanon? Um, that Celestia doesn't actually like tea. And that's just a facade that she has because she doesn't want to offend the castle staff. That's adorable and wholesome. What are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I loved that story. It was hilarious. Yeah, I, I remember, like, that headcanon, I'm like, I, I love that. I'm definitely inserting that into my brain. Number five. What's your real motive for making Celestia suffer so much? Ooh. I didn't even know I did this until a few people pointed it out, where, like, every time... I, like, I've had people ask me why I hate Celestia so much, because every time she shows up in my stories, I, like, make something terrible happen to her. Even if it's, like, a comedy story, she's the butt of the jokes. And, like, all of the characters are, like, pointing and laughing at Celestia. And so I've had people comment or send me PMs or whatever, be like, why do you hate Celestia so much? And it's like, no, man, she's my favorite character. And the reason why I do terrible things to her is because she can take it. She's a, an ageless goddess. I mean, that's fair. I usually hate, um, I, I, I usually write characters that I like the most in, like, villain roles, like Cadence. Yeah. I also just like the idea of, like, putting a character through hell in order just to show that they can make it through to the other side unscathed. Or maybe not unscathed, but, like, they can make it through to the other side. And, like, like so much of writing is just exploring what strength, more specifically fanfic writing, is exploring strengths that you like in your favorite characters. So when you make terrible things happen to your characters, you get to explore their strengths. So that's why. That's why I continuously torture Celestia in my words. Priest, priest, put me in, coach. I'm ready. All right, pencil. I can't imagine anyone better for Lord Shax's question. <clears throat> Lord Shax, uh, Lord Shax asked, 
Once upon a midnight dreary, did you ponder, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore? When there came an ah, ah, ah! That was very good. That was a great raven impression. Thank you. Ravens are literally like gun to my head, my favorite animal. I, I just, I, I love them a lot. They're great. Um, like, like, just everything about them is really cool. I like that they're like a social species. I like that they have their own language and communication and they they're very intelligent. Are, they're also smart enough to hold a grudge. Yep. Yep. Like, you don't piss off a raven because it'll go tell all its raven buddies about how much of an asshole you are. Yeah, you don't, very, you don't, fuck, cool with, to me. You don't fuck with crows. You don't fuck with ravens. They'll fuck you up, man. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a clapping of ass cheeks, gently clapping, clapping <laughs> at my chamber door. Tis a visitor, I muttered, dummy thick and nothing more. I, I may have the entire poem of the raven memorized. Yeah, I think I, I had to memorize it once in like grade nine, and I think I, oh. that might still be in the recess of my imagination. Somewhere. I yelled a lot. I had to recite it in front of the class and during the match. I, I really like Edgar Allan Poe. Oh my God, I too. And like, I, I know the Raven is like his go-to. The Raven is his like stairway to heaven, but it's, it's very good. Edgar Allan Poe. It really is. Oh my God! There's a couple more lines to this poem. Oh, go for it. I an I answer sweet. Yon Le Lenore, and her ass cheeks clapped as I adore. Her mind I knew not, nor the price to score. I asked her thrice as she came full bore, breaking down my chamber door. Thine price, you wench, you silly whore. Tree fitty is all, damn dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> this is I it. hate this. I hate this. I love this. <laughs> Okay. I'll post this in the back behind the counter for y'all. Thank you. Please, Thank please you very do. much. We, we should move on, because I know we have limited things, and I could talk about Edgar Allan Poe all day. My apologies. I know. Rune Soldier Dan is up next. Life in general is rough. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I already I already answered this question four or five times. Yay! Yes. We're just checking in. But yeah, no, I, I'm doing good. Uh, good. Yeah. Good. Oh, next question is, what's the most Canadian thing about you? I have literally been drinking for this entire podcast, and I like literally am have been doing this in order to answer this question accurately. I have been drinking the original Cabot Trail, which is a maple oh, syrup flavored liquor. Oh, honey! So, <laughs> oh, honey! I've had that. That's hangover good, in a right? bottle. That's hangover in a bottle. Oh, I know it is, but oh, it's really God. fucking good. I haven't had that much though. But Be careful. speaking uh, of really fucking good. Besides Celestia, who is your favorite po Man, why are there so many repeat questions? I already said Twilight Sparkle. Yeah, but, uh, I know. Then the next question is, give us an episode you wish they made. Okay, well, I can kind of piggyback off that one and say, uh, I've always kind of wanted them to explore, because, like, when Twilight became a princess, they kind of just skipped over the transition phase of when she was a... a not a unicorn and she was just suddenly a princess and they didn't really do an episode that focused on her getting used to like politics and uh diplomacy and sort of the more bureaucratic aspect of things and i know that doesn't translate really well to uh a kid's show but i thought it would have been really neat to have an episode where celestia kind of mentors twilight through that and you, you kind of have an episode that serves as a transition between uh, Twilight and Celestia's role as mentor and student into peers, and you could have even had maybe flashbacks to when Celestia was a uh, was young too, and how she was learning those those things. Uh, so yeah, mostly just 
more Twilight and Celestia interaction would have been nice to have, like an entire episode. That's kind of why Horseplay is one of my favorite episodes, because it, it did that to some aspect. I also would have liked more Student 6 episodes, which I already kind of touched on, but there it is again. All Horseplay showed us was that she sucks at acting. Yeah. Absolutely oh. terrible at acting, which is adorable, by the way. That Her terrible acting is hilarious. Speaking of terrible acting, we've got a running theme now where I have Enigma do Arconix's questions, and Arconix gives Enigma question, uh, words that he doesn't know. So, please, Enigma, please take Arconix's questions. Arconix, bronze Patreon sponsor, last Tuesday, number 17. Oh my god. Your featured blog is about, to, is about the quality of written body language in Horsefic. Do you think the fandom has improved in collecting un- collective understanding of this idea? In the year since you wrote it, did it reach the people it needed to reach? Would you write it differently if you wrote it today? Uh, I don't know if it, like, I, I definitely have noticed that a lot more people do implement. Because I stand by most of what I said in that blog, and I think a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people disregard how important body language is into building, like, like not only character, but atmosphere and... Because we emote very much with our body language, and for some reason that doesn't get translated into a written meme, or written means, that often. Uh, written beans. Written beans. Um, but no, I have noticed that a lot of writers, I very much doubt it's because of my blog, but I have noticed that a lot of, if anything, I blame Admiral Biscuit again. I feel like he's the one that kind of got the the bar roll, or the ball rolling on that one. Uh, if I were to write the blog again, I would go into a bit more detail on some of the things. I would cover how different equine species would have different body language and behavior. Like, obviously, pegasi are gonna, gonna, you know, emote in different ways compared to earth ponies or unicorns I, or whatever. I, I, I like that drawing somebody did where it shows that pegasi, they floof up their chests. I, I fucking love that. Can I go back and retroactively say that that's my favorite headcanon? Because I fucking love that. Every yeah. time I see a picture of, like, Rainbow Dash in a bird bath, it's like, oh, yes, I love that. That's great. <laughs> I just really like Pegasi having bird men. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's really, really cute, so whatever. Well, I will touch on the whole body language thing, and the thing that impressed me most about the first episode... Oh, no. Oh, no. And... He's dead, Jim. If you watch their hoof movements and the fact that they don't raise their hoofs above the shoulder for very often, like uh, when Applejack walks through the door and then uh, Rarity uh, puts out her hoof, stops her, and then curls her hoof to point back at Applejack's hooves and then tells her to go wash her feet. I love that. Those little yeah. itty touches that they, they, show that they're not human. That They did so well with that with the animation. It's like, I don't know if the animators actually studied how horses behave or not. But I feel like to some extent they did. Um, they would have had to. Yeah, because it, it really shows in a lot of just the subtle animations they do. And mm. it's one of my favorite things about rewatching episodes yes. is just noticing the little character ticks. Mm-hmm. Now, and now you don't really second... get that in the newer episodes, which is kind of sad. They kind of abandoned that in favor of like the meme face, where mm. characters make faces that look like shit posts. And like I guess they're more expressive that way, but it's a lot less subtle. Now for, now for number two of Number Arconics. 
If there is anything more pure than a donkey foal sleeping on a pale pile of hay, quietly braying as he sleep, dreams of a paradis, parad future. Paradisical Please. future. There you go. Uh, Paracel. Duracell. Please rate your appreciation of this image. And I don't like that he put a picture of me. So that, yeah, I was going to say, I wish I could experience even a moment of what this donkey is experiencing because this seems like bliss. This seems like, like Nirvana. I feel like if we were to ascend as a species, we would be in this state at all times. This is a 10 out of 10 image for sure. This furry Tootsie roll. Yeah. Speaking of furry Tootsie rolls, the hybrid changeling is up next. Number one, how often do you come up with new ideas? Um, so often that about 1% of them actually get written. <laughs> of all your fix, which are you most proud of? I think we kind of covered this a little bit. But... Kind of covered this one. I like am proud of different aspects of a lot of my fix, where like one of them I'll feel like the characterization was really strong. Another one, I'll feel like the world building was really strong. And then other ones, I'll be like, this storyline is really good. But man, my writing was sloppy back then. So it, it's less what's my personal favorite and more I like pick and choose elements that I think I did better in one story than in another. Yeah. So. Um, now that you've come this far, can you read the first letters of each line? Sounds like a honk. I'll give you, I'll give you a... Uh, Give you a seven out, of, seven out of ten for effort, but you kind of lose some points with the the K for can. Honk. Uh, I I like played Untitled Goose Game like whenever that game came out, and I still think that's one of my favorite games. And I feel like almost emotionally bad that like, so one good. of my favorite one of my favorite games is Untitled Goose Game. Where, no, it's like, a good game. But it's it's really really good. I'm just I, I would give anything for another one. Disappointed that game didn't end with the goose somehow setting off a nuclear missile. Oh, maybe in the sea. Maybe entitled Goose Game Two will establish that. The goosening. Yeah, the goosening. Pickle list is up next. Number one. What do you mean, Monster Hunter World? Charge Blade. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I I, I I like the Charge Blade. It's like complicated, but once you know how it works, it's a lot of fun. I can never find a fellow hunting horn expert. I, I, I do like hunting horn, I will say. Uh, first of all, I like playing hunting horn because everybody loves you when you play hunting horn. Like, like if, if you have a hunting horn in your party, then they are the best part of your party. Uh, but honestly, hunting horn isn't that fun to play. It's, it's fun to play as a party thing, but like by itself, which is how I usually play that game. It's not that fun. Um, yeah. Then uh, have you tried any of the others? Uh, so I just said Hunting Horn. Insect Glaive is another one that I use a lot of. Um, Insect Glaive is also very much like Charge Blade, where it's a bit more complicated, but once you get used to how it works, it's it's fun to use. Um, definitely not as complicated as Charge Blade, and a lot of it is just pole vaulting onto the monster. But... Yeah, it's fun. Those are those are my two mains, Charge Blade and Insect Glaive. Hell, I still don't know what your favorite gaming genre is, to be honest. What's that? Um I tend to gravitate towards like like kind of story heavy action games, like 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 Horizon Zero Dawn or Legend of Zelda or 
Have you played uh, Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor? No, but I've heard that game is very, very good. I've oh, and I've okay. I've like looked into like the orc mechanics and how the orcs have like a reputation system, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's really really cool. But yeah, I, oh, I, te- I tend to you can get your ass swore. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yes, yeah, things like near Automata or like like games like that, which are story driven, but are like the um, gameplay itself are... is very solid. My experience with uh, near Automata is a lot of the story is like an undercurrent. Like yeah. shit you notice around you, not so much anything that's told to you. That's very, very true. And that game is also like there is a lot to that game. Oh like, god, yeah. Like that game is crazy big, and I can't believe it was made in like the time it was made. It's just a super polished title. Honestly, one of my favorite games. And then when Astral Chain came out, it's like was mm. almost as good as Near Automata. Uh it lacked some of what Nier Automata had because it was not open world, but yeah, besides that, I I already mentioned Metroidvanias. I play a lot of those, like Hollow Knight, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's that other one? Fucking uh, <laughs> Ori in the Blind Ori, Forest is yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I already mentioned Rain World, but yeah, a lot of indie <laughs> Metroidvanias. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you play Ori. Alright, you're gonna love this. Uh, so I was playing the game with a couple of my friends, and I think they were my Australian friends. They love this game, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting through there, and I'm going, who's this stitch, motherfucker? And then we end up with uh, uh, whoever the mother figure was. And the first thing that came to my mind was Baymax. So it became Stitch and Baymax for the full first 30 <laughs> minutes I'm playing the game. That, that horrifyingly sad opening. Oh, my God. That's a great story, but we are running out of time, so let's go! Next question is, what do you look sexy in? I have pure chestnut eyes and very tan skin that work well with yellow, gold, and black. Do you prefer a lot of clothing doing the work for you, or do you try to show off bare skin? I like how this just reads like a Tinder profile by now. It absolutely is. Uh, I'm fabulous in whatever I fucking wear, to be honest. Yeah, uh, fabulous! Of... Yes, queen! Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> you know, at the risk of embodying the Canadian stereotype, I do actually really like dressing in plaid. Uh, but when I'm not dressing in plaid, it's like usually lighter colors. Like How my... very 90s punk of you. I Like my aesthetic is basically like 90s grunge re- like reject. Adorable. Absolutely <laughs> adorable. Up next, I heard Canada is like a nice apartment building with America being the meth lab in the basement. How do you do your own country and mine in comparison? I don't know how you can do that without getting political right now. So can you just say like the most vague, nice? I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do, do my okay. best. Okay, no, no politics. No politics. Okay, it's. I feel like that is an accurate assessment. I feel like it's more like I'm a little bungalow. Like I, I live in a little family bungalow. I'm just trying to get through life. And across the street from me, there's a big high-rise apartment building. And I notice that the like some sort of fire seems to be starting at the bottom of the apartment building. And I'm really, really hoping that the fire department gets there in time. Because if that building falls, it falls in my little bungalow. <laughs> so that's, that's how I view America. <laughs> that's fair and not political. Next question. Next question is, do you wear women's stockings? I wear them over underwear. Prefer them over underwear. Yeah, they're super comfortable. I'll be honest. I like they're a lot less chafing and restricting, and yeah. Also, yeah, women's I, stockings. If you're if you're talking about nylons, can be worn over underwear. If you're talking about like knee highs, it doesn't matter if you wear underwear or not. Anyway, 
Yeah. All right. The next set of questions are are uh, the next few users are just kind of copy paste questions that we get every week. So I'm going to pick and choose from these. Yeah. Um, do, have you gone to many MLP conventions? I haven't been to a single one. I mean, well, we don't have that many in Canada. Honestly. Then we're going to go to number four. Then, which broadcast member would you collaborate with to write a new story? Uh, I don't really. I don't. Not trying to be rude, but I don't really know any yeah, of you guys too always, well. This is always a weird question. Like, fine. I see how it is. Okay, jeez. I, I would write with you and on pencil. I feel Aww. like we would jive well, but. Uh, okay. Well, that's nice of you. Um, I was going to say you should definitely write with Priest or Flam. Given, yeah, given that, the it stuff would be my that, second pace. You write cute stuff. I don't ever write cute anything. I can't stand doing it. Um, what are you talking about? Are... Spreading the love was wholesome. Shut up. <laughs> that was literally about gynecology and, like, infected <laughs> vaginas, okay? Um, next question. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh, shit. Number seven. What do you believe the feature holds for MLP fanfiction? Um, I feel like it'll more or less retain the popularity it has now. It's slowed down significantly over the years, but it hasn't really stopped at all. It's kind of hit the stasis that, like, Star Trek or, like, a lot of those larger fandoms have achieved, where it's it's still pretty big. A lot of the the most exciting days of the fandom are behind it, but it still has enough to kind of coast on for a long time. I, I don't imagine it going away anytime soon. Right. Uh, we're going to move down to Seton now, who asks, why is bagged milk the best milk? I actually really, really like the bagged milk system. <gasps> uh, I, I see people shit on the bagged milk system all the time, and I think it's a very, very good system. It's super convenient. It you not. get more milk for way less packaging. It is not and better. since it's like three different containers, it like you can it stagger bad. it out so it doesn't all go bad instantly. Like, when you get a gallon of milk, you have to drink that gallon of milk before it goes bad. But when you get a gallon of, like, bagged milk, you get three individual one-liter bags. And it's much easier to stagger those out over a longer time. You know they go bad in the bag, whether you open them or not, right? Yeah, but they still last a lot longer. No, no, no they really You, you really get, don't. like, at least four or five days of extra time. <laughs> they, they don't know, and I can't have this argument right now with you, because we're busy, but that's fine. What's the next question? <laughs> I wasn't done with bagged milk, but okay. No, we're done with bagged milk because we have to be your own. I believe the superior option is boxed milk. We're going to say, what? Okay, we're going to get a politics territory. <laughs> we're going to move the, on. The great bagged milk he, debate, he, I love it. It is very important. Ask him about his porn stash. Uh, um, how big is porn stash? Again, let me go check. check. Uh, milk, time to judge. I actually probably don't have that much porn saved on my computer right now because most of that's on my phone. Um, I'm still kind of judging based on that bag milk answer, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I am. It's just... Just remember to unmute. Yeah, I have like less than a gigabyte of porn on my computer. I, you need to get more, damn it. I, most of what I save, I just save it on Dirt Paper Room. I'm not more gonna, like, porn! Not gonna waste up my hard drive room with porn. Come on, don't so you know the thing? The internet is for porn. The internet <laughs> right. is for porn. Anyway, yes. We're moving to Alex underscore. Yeah. And he says he's edited his post because his mom is watching the cast this week. Oh. Oh. I just was screaming about porn oh. and he's, his mom is Oops. watching. Oops. Awesome. Well, hi, Alex's mom. <laughs> Ooh, no, wait. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Alex's mom. How are you? 
<laughs> have I introduced you to my friend and on pencil? Priest, you have already accidentally hit on my mother, and you've already now you've accidentally hit on like two other mothers because you've accidentally hit on Enigma's mother too. So that's three mothers you've accidentally hit on that belong to this podcast. Hey, I'm Alex's mom, can I fuck you? Okay, so so next. So, okay, so we need to continue this question. And okay, do Alex's questions real quick. Ready, ready, go. Number four. When is it acceptable to put up Christmas decorations? Uh, so in Canada we have Remembrance Day, which is on the 11th. After then, it's fair game. As long as it's okay. after the 11th of November, you're good. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna move down to a non-pencil because they're important questions. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, we uh, would you, would you, would you say, um. What's the worst thing? I want to know what the worst thing he's ever had in his mouth is. Okay, number three. What's the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? Um, oh, fuck. I'm actually not sure. Probably, like, probably when I was playing one of those, like, drinking games where you take two Ooh. gross things and have to eat them at the same time. Uh, I think nice. my pick was, I think I got, like, a pickle and peanut butter. That's not so bad. And mm, it was terrible. I, w- I almost died. I would have suspected the worst thing you had in your mouth is bagged milk. It's a better system, it okay? Okay, I'm sorry. We it's wasteful. Anyway. It's not. It's so... <laughs> now, these next questions are for Alex underscores mom, but they're by a non-pencil. Yeah. Do you want to read your questions? Sure. Hey, Norris. Hey, Norris. Hey, Norris. Yo. Hey, Norris. What would you whisper into a vagina? Uh, I would whisper, Jeez, uh, I sure wish you were a cock instead of a vagina. Because I... <laughs> Girl, same. Uh, what would you whis- What would it whisper back? I don't know. I, I'm not the hypothetical vagina in this context. It would probably <laughs> apologize because <laughs> my brain is unable to conduct this in a Canadian. in a non-Canadian way. So it would just be like, sorry. Yeah. No, no. The, the Canadian vagina says, "I'm sorry." Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. We have just enough time for some ravage questions. Yes. Uh, first, first question, question is good. Yes. First question by Rav is how many dicks do you own? Like dildos? No, I don't know what that is. General like, dicks. General I just dick. have the one. I'll, ju- also, I'll judge you based also, on the amount of priest, dildos you own too. I'm sorry, Rav, I just have the one. Priest Rav should probably read these questions. Just so oh, I'm sorry, Rav. Go ahead and ask your questions. So we no, you asked them. You guys have been cutting out intermittently for me. You wouldn't oh, hear sorry. what I said. Fair enough. <laughs> but wanted to offer. What's next? Um, if you could eat anything, what would it be? Right now, I'm very much craving nachos. But uh, anything in general, I would really like to try like some weird ass exotic. I'll be honest, I want to try dog just for like the social taboo uh, of having tried dog. It's not that good, dude. Isn't it? Oh, that's no, a shame. It's really not. It's it's very it's very lean, so it doesn't have a lot uh, of fat. That's a shame. Good. Anyway, next. Uh, what is the optimum number of ponies, and what would you use them for? Um, honestly, a single pony would be nice, but any ponies is a good number. Uh, and I would just hug them in a platonic way. Aww, that's, that's so it, hopeful. honestly. <coughs> Don't lose the pones. What's next? Number four. If nothing is everything, and everything is opposite, what did the stray cats in your closet scream in your sleep? Loud, annoying meowing. Mm, I don't. I just like it. Turkey, Number five. Do you want a violon question? 
I what could is have a Vylon oh, question? We're ending on a Vylon question. Hold the Ooh. fucking phone. What's a good Vylon? What Vylon's is question? a Vylon question? Vylon. <laughs> Can we do the dab one? I like the dab one. Um, hold on. Let me look it up. You dab, because I know how it how it goes. Um, there it is. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. I'm ready for it. Um, Vylon. Vylon is one of our. Uh, viewers who occasionally ask really fucked up questions, usually long-winded fucked up questions that really cool. make you uncomfortable. Are you ready? You betcha. All right, here we go. You are a necrophile, and you are attending your beautiful niece's funeral. As a sign of respect, you dab over her body and lay fidget spinners on her coffin. You also dab during her burial. That night, you dig up her body to give her the love you promised to yourself that she'll take with her into the afterlife. Her insides are quite rigid because of the embalming fluid but it still gives you enough stimulation to do the job. With a final thrust, you hilt into her and dab as you pour your creamy love into her. To your surprise, she dabs also. She's alive. You are immensely disappointed. Will you kill her yourself, or will you dig up another body to defile? This is like an edgy meme from 2017. Except she writes them all herself. They're all like this. There's like 25 okay. like this. Like, this is the first time I've thought about fidget spinners in at least two years. Um, yeah, this, this is what she does, okay? This is what like, she Like, is. I still had hopes and dreams when I was thinking about fidget spinners. Uh, I also know. So anyway, so what is your answer? Uh, I would just fucking do the job, honestly. Why involve more bodies in my necrophilic rampage? Fantastic. That's the ball game, Priest. Do the thing. Wait a second before you do. Let me say thank you to both. Have and Moose and Alex underscore for both 100 bits. Thank you. Woo! Uh, go, Priest, go! Norris, you survived. Congratulations. Thank you so much for coming to join us this week. Thanks a lot for having me. I had a lot of fun. Nope, what do we got going on next week? Next week is kind of a weird week. We have two things because I kind of fucked up scheduling like an idiot. We oh, got, do a doubleheader week? We're going to do doubleheader week just because I know we want to do game week. We have to do game week. So it's going to be game week next week on Friday. And then Saturday, we're hitting up LoonyCon to be absolute degenerates reading stories again. Yay! Uh, do we have any guests joining us for reading stories? No, but I can get you one. one. I absolutely have one. Then yes, we have a guest. It's my husband because he wants to do this with us. Oh, fuck. <laughs> It's time. Can we get the whole harem together? Can we invite no, H2? I, okay. I can't, I can't do the whole harem. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, okay. let's let's thank our guest and read us out. Yes, Norris. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. And, wait, 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 wait. Norris, any final words or final messages to your followers? Um, I mean, anyone who actually sat through the podcast up to this point and listened to me ramble about bullshit, thank you. Uh, and thank you guys for having me. Like okay. I said, I had a lot of fun. This was great. We Wonderful. Thank you for tolerating our shit. <laughs> no problem. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching this edition of the Barcast. Your bartenders for this evening were a non-pencil. Hi, I've eaten dog. Mommy Milkies. <laughs> Flamin' Warfer. I like fucking mommy give me milkies. <laughs> Enigmatic Otaku. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Fucking Ravage. Huh, what? I wasn't listening. <laughs> guest, Norris. Hello, and also goodbye. <laughs>
My name's Flutter Priest. Mommy Milkies. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, did I tell you about Mommy Milkies? No!